1: Welcome to the Cashflow Guys podcast. It's that time again. We're here to learn to earn. This week, I'm going to talk about something that I'm pretty passionate about. And when I say passionate, I mean passionate about overcoming. It's something that held me back, held Jill back early on. But it also holds back a lot of our coaching clients, holds back uh, customers that we deal with out in the field, and that's limiting beliefs. Before we get started on the topic, though, I just want to do a little bit of housekeeping with you. I, I want to make sure that you, you're that you're sure to sign up at cashflowguys.com forward slash register. That is the system. Once you get on our list, we're going to notify you of some upcoming goodies that are that are coming soon. Actually, as soon as uh, this week, we're going to start doing q and A Q&A session online. It'll be via uh, video chat. We'll do it every so often. It's not going to be necessarily a regular thing uh, where it's going to be, of course, free of charge at this stage. We're just going to use this as an opportunity to interact with those of you that are interested in taking the next step and learning more about real estate investing. If you have questions or things like that that come up and you want a quick answer and you think those those questions and those answers would benefit the rest of the group, then by all means, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash register. We will send out an email notifying you in advance when one of those sessions are going to be happening and we'll also give you the login information. It will be absolutely free of charge when you go to one of those little online events and they'll run about an hour and you can ask basic questions to intermediate questions. We're probably going to save some of the advanced questions till later on in the session so we don't confuse those of those that are new investors. Also, um, a new thing that's going to be coming up soon is we're going to start doing some mini courses via email. There's topics that, that I hear a lot of people want to learn. They want to learn about wholesaling. They want to learn about raising capital, things like that. So I figure, I've i been trying to figure out what's the best way to deliver that information to you without it, A, being overwhelming, and B, you having to be in one place at a specific time. So what I came up with is doing a short, I'm going to call them mini courses. It's going to be, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight emails that's gonna teach you uh, A to Z about different topics. For example, wholesaling, we'll we'll cover you know, week one of wholesaling, what what things you need to think about, give you some information to read, maybe I'll pop some videos on there uh, that will should be beneficial in helping you get started. And it's gonna be on different topics, like I said, seller financing, you know, why single family versus multifamily, things like that. But these courses are designed to give you actionable information, things that you can use that A, you're gonna keep that 50,000 in your pocket, and out of the guru's pocket, and give you the information you need to, so that you can take action out in the field. That's important to me. That is that is something that carries on throughout everything that, that I do here on the show. It's about taking action. It's about mindset. It's about taking action. If you can have the correct mindset and take the appropriate amount of action, you can absolutely crush it in real estate investing. Whether you have money, and don't have experience, or you have experience and don't have money, all of that can be overcome if you have the right mindset and you take the right action. So with that said, we're going to go ahead and get, get started here. And I want to talk about the three main myths that I hear on a regular basis that tend to hold people back from being successful. And we're going to start with my favorite, I can't afford to fail so I will not start. I hear this more than any other myth out there. Non-stop do I hear this. And when I hear it, it just makes me want to shake my head. It, it, it makes me want to just reach out and say, listen to me. Give me 10 minutes of your time. Part of the reason why I've recorded this episode, because I think I'm going to start tapping people on the shoulder and I'm going to text message them this episode so they can hopefully get, get off their butt and do something and, and make a change. When you feel that you can't afford to fail, and, and the, I hear this from people that have plenty of money and they're just afraid to lose it, or people that don't have any money and they're afraid to lose something. Well, I guess they'd lo- lose their reputation, their their self-worth, whatever. But here's the thing you have to understand. You have to get used to making mistakes. This is how you learn. My mentor finally had a breakthrough with me to get through my thick head. I was one of those people that was afraid to make mistakes, so I would only try things that I knew I could be good at. And I didn't try things that I knew that I would not be good at. So what I've discovered was that help that held me back in life. It held me back, prevented me from successes that I could have rightfully earned. Of, of course, now I realize this later in life. It's been a game changer for me. I've overcome lots of hurdles by just deciding that making mistakes is all part of the process and convincing myself of this. You know, the old saying goes, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. I'll say that again. A man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. Which means, if I tell you something and you don't want to believe it, you're never going to believe it. This is where mindset comes in. But if it becomes your idea, It'll be a great idea. You'll understand it. So going back to making mistakes, getting used to making mistakes, convince yourself, you yourself, that listen tell you, talk to yourself in the mirror. I'm going to make mistakes. I may lose some of my money. I may look stupid. I may get embarrassed. But that's okay. Because I won't die and I will learn, I will grow, and I will prosper. Tell yourself that. You have to get your own mind on board with the fact that you are going to make mistakes and you are going to fail. However, on the backside of every failure is a success. You stack all those little successes up, you got one big fat success. Educate yourself. One of the ways that you can reduce the likelihood of failure is to read a book. I know it's that simple. You can go to you can go spend two hundred thousand dollars to learn how to invest in real estate education. Believe it, I'm telling or learn how to invest in real estate. I've heard it. I've actually been listened to the pitches. Pretty good pitches, by the way. Actually almost had me thinking of it. Educate yourself. Read books. Listen to podcasts. Go to some weekend seminars. And when I say that, I'm not talking about the Tarek and Christina or the celebrity type seminars. The Tampa Bay area, believe it or not, has, is probably the largest concentration of grassroots, down to earth, makes sense, applicable, fairly priced real estate education courses in the country. Some of the greats that we have are Peter Fortunato, And I'll put this in the show notes. Peter Fortunato, Jimmy Napier, John Schaub, my personal favorite, Larry Harbolt. They do seminars primarily here in the Tampa Bay area. And although from time to time they do travel around the country, if you have an opportunity to go to one of those events, it's worth getting on an airplane to attend. I can assure you of those names I just mentioned, any one of them is worth getting on an airplane to go see. Any one of them. I think of that list, the most expensive course is about 2500 bucks, maybe. So you're not going to break the bank going to these educational seminars. And I can tell you, and I, and I just was on a video chat with a group of people the other day, and I showed them the book that you get from Peter Fortunato's paper course. And that's a course about uh, how to use paper or creative financing to acquire real estate. That book is about the size of a telephone book, and most of it is deal examples. I swear I must have 500 different ways to skin a cat in that book. That course cost me a whopping 700 bucks. Best money I ever spent in my life. Larry Harbolt's got a course. His red, white, and blue program is on his website. Go to LarryHarbolt.com, or if you want, go on my website. Click on my affiliate link. Go look at his A to Z program. I have the A to Z program. It occupies its own shelf on my bookshelf. There's so much information there. Everything you ever would possibly need to master the art of seller financing or being your own bank, buying property creatively is in that series. It's got books and tapes and all this other good stuff. It's awesome. Again, it doesn't cost a lot of money. You have to understand that when you're learning, you cannot learn and look good at the same time. And you have to tell yourself this. I cannot learn and look good at the same time. It's not going to happen. I cannot learn and look good at the same time. When a baby's walking, it's cute until they fall down and start crying. Then it's not cute anymore. Same thing. As an adult, it's no different. Ask yourself this question. What are you really afraid of? When it comes down to failure, what are you truly afraid of? And it's not failure that you're afraid of. It's the fear beyond that. It's how the outcome of that. So then laser focus on that outcome. If I write this offer and the seller says, no, the end result will be, and the end result will not be failure. That's the step before the end result. Failure will happen, but yes, it will go to the next level. The end result will be, then I will either have to make another offer or I won't get the property. Now, option option A, option B, did either one of them kill you? Will you burst into tears? Will you need intense counseling? Will you need some sort of government-funded program to help you out of your victim state? No. You learned. That's what you walked out of, away from. You learned. Okay, I didn't get that property. So I'm either going to go back and renegotiate with them. I don't know how to negotiate is one thing I hear common. Well, how about you open your mouth and start and try? That's what some of these this video thing that we're gonna be doing coming up soon is to help you guys understand how to negotiate. I will give you some tips on how to negotiate. So register for, go to cashflowguys.com forward slash register, get on my list. I do this in some of the group coaching that I do where I teach people how to negotiate. We role play a lot and it's very, very helpful to them. Moving on, limiting beliefs that are accurate. I should say that wrong. It's really that limiting beliefs are accurate. I got some notes today, guys, because I've got all kinds of things going on. So I wanted to make sure I put notes together. That's one of the, that's the second biggest myth that, that your limiting beliefs are actually factual, that they have basis and nothing could be farther from the truth. And it starts with ignore the naysayers in your community. Those who criticize you also envy you. You'll hear people say, oh, you don't want to put your money in real estate because the market could crash. Oh my goodness. Well, if, you're, if you own it right, it shouldn't matter what the market does. Think about that for a minute. Now, if you're fixing and flipping and you go out and buy 20 houses and you're taking your sweet time to, to renovate them and it's going to take you two years to get through your inventory, well, then, yeah, you may have a problem. and <laughs> You may lose a lot of money. If you're flipping houses, do one house at a time. Sell it and buy the next one. If you're a buy and hold investor, this should never affect you. Market fluctuation should have no impact on you whatsoever if you're buying it right, especially if you're multifamily. If you're multifamily, nobody got, I don't know of anybody who got burnt in the downturn because of the market that had multifamily. The only exception to that would be is when people over leveraged. That causes a problem, but that's their own fault. That's not the market's fault. People just got greedy and over-leveraged. Don't borrow more than the cash flow of the property can support. Allowing for vacancy laws, allowing for property management, things like that. Be accurate in your numbers. And then pad them to leave yourself a little bit of whoopsie room. That's important. Be willing to do what others won't do or cannot do. You have to be willing to do what others won't or cannot do. And this applies to the person that has no money that's trying to figure out how to acquire assets with no money. This applies to the person who has plenty of money but doesn't know how to acquire the assets. You have to be willing to do what others won't or can't do. So to the person that has no money, they're going to have to put a lot of time in. And they're going to have to put a lot of effort to get the experience to find the money, to build relationships, to find the money. The people that have the money and don't have the experience, maybe they need to take find the time to educate themselves so that they can make intelligent decisions with their investment capital. They also need to build a network to let people know that they're out there and they have capital to invest. And maybe let people dance for their dinner if need be. It all comes down to networking. You have to get out there and get in front of people. We've had plenty of investors call up and say, and I know that it's difficult when they say this, but I, Tyler, I've got X amount of dollars in the bank and I don't know what the heck to do with it or in my IRA. And we can guide you through the steps. We can introduce you to the people that can help you. If what we have to offer doesn't help you, we can introduce you to other people that do what we do but offer different things different asset classes to help you. That's all part of networking, but it all starts with making the appointment for that phone call, writing that email, asking for help. Reach out to me and my team, and we will help you. If you need a referral for a good attorney, if you need a, a, an IRA company to help administer your IRA, if you need have questions about Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC compliance, You want to learn how to raise capital? Reach out. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. Get on my calendar. I'd be more than happy to walk you through how to get where you need to be and get you pointed in the right direction. My goal here is to try to reduce the time it takes you to get to where you need to be. Jim Rohn said, You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that rings true anywhere in any circumstance. Successful people, the most successful people that I know, generally tend to hang around with other successful people. And when I say successful people, I mean successful people that are successful for a duration, not the one-hit wonders. So think about that. And this is a tough one. And sometimes you have to, Distance yourself from those who are not of benefit to you. Those who are perhaps negative, who are not self-starters. You always hear me talk about get off the couch. Those people that spend a lot of time on the couch, drama queens, drama kings, drama princes, drama, drama princesses, avoid them. And I realize that some of them may be family. To you. Heck, you may be married to one of them, one of these people. Not that I'm saying that you need to run out and get a divorce, but perhaps that person should listen to this episode. Maybe you could sit down and have a face to face with them and explain to them that you involve investing in real estate or taking action to escape the rat race and to secure your financial future is something that's very important to you. And if these people understand that them supporting you in this emotionally is uh, is critical to your success, perhaps they will change their tune. Many people don't realize what they're doing when they're being negative. They don't ever realize it because nobody ever bothers to tell them. We exist today in a non-confrontational society. This is why, look at the real estate business, perfect example. Back in the day, it wasn't too long ago that When you work with a realtor, the the realtor and you and the, the other party and their realtor would go someplace, sit down and negotiate a transaction. That's the way business was done and things were done with a handshake. And then at some point after that handshake, the paperwork was drafted. That exactly mirrored that conversation and things went on to closing. Now you have one real estate agent emailing an offer to another real estate agent with essentially nothing on it but price, and the two agents haven't even talked until there's a problem, and then one agent can't track down the other agent because the other guy's too busy on Facebook. That's not the way business is done, folks. That's absolutely not how business was done. So again, surrounding yourself with the right people to ensure your success. This is something that that even Jill and I have had to do. We've had to spend less time around those people that are not willing to take the, at, take the time, put forth the effort to change their situation. Those that, that continue to complain about how bad life sucks and the, oh, poor me, and I'm a victim, we have eliminated or at least distanced ourselves from those relationships because they're toxic, and they certainly will not get you to where you want to go, being in that type of environment. So if you're in that type of type of environment, then you have to figure out a way to separate your one of two things needs to happen. You either need to separate yourself from that environment or you need to fix that environment. Again, the Ask Tyler appointments, it's not just for how to flip a house or how to structure a deal. If you're having difficulty like this and you just need someone to talk to, then go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. I'll give you 30 minutes. Tell me what the, what's holding you back. Let's work through it together. Give it a shot. What do you got to lose? Myth number three. I need my own cash or credit to get involved in real estate investing. This also goes down to credibility. I don't care whether you have money or you don't have money, it doesn't matter. All people who want to invest in real estate want to put their money to work, want to build wealth. You absolutely must build and expand your network. Everybody needs to know what you do. And I don't care if you're a ditch digger or a doctor. I'm not. When I say they need to know what you do, I don't need you running around saying I dig ditches or I'm a doctor. I need you telling them that you're a real estate investor and you're looking to invest in real estate and you're looking for other people that may be able to help you in that journey in some regard. And it's very simple to do. It goes like this. Hey, my name is Tyler. I'm a wholesaler. What that means is I buy properties at a discount and I sell properties at a discount. What type of investing are you looking to do? And see what they say. After that, you don't say a word. And you see what they say. My mentor taught me that, Jay Massey. And I use that every single day. And I change it up based on the conversation or what I think is going on or what I've heard going taking place. Hey, my name is Tyler. I'm a buyer of multifamily apartment buildings. I generally look for properties between 10 and 100 units. What type of investing are you looking to do? Sometimes I'll just say, Hey, my name is Tyler, I help busy people leverage their retirement plans and available capital into real estate backed investments that far exceed the performance of the stock market. Have you ever considered getting involved in real estate investing? I'll say just that or variations thereof because if people understand what you do or what you need in a lot of cases, they will be able to plug those holes, fill those voids. I've been surrounded by people that have capital that don't know what to do with it. And until I actually told them what I did, they had no way of knowing. I have people on that listen to the show that didn't realize that we take on private capital investors. We do what they call syndications, which means we will either, work with an investor and put their money to work in buying notes. We work with investors and putting their money to work acquiring real estate for hold. We don't do the the fix and flip, but we buy apartment buildings with private investors money, whether that be cash in their account or we've done IRA transactions where they've invested their IRA into some of our projects. We show them significantly higher returns than they have ever imagined before but it all starts with my point here is it all starts with me informing them what i do folks there are there is more money out in the field looking for deals than there are deals looking for money that i can assure you there's more money than deals there always is because most people spend a lot of their time trying to figure out how to find a deal instead of working on negotiating one they're, they're trying to find the deal and the deal is not going to be found. It has to be constructed. It has to be built. A deal is like a house. You got to build it. It's not just going to show up. When you look outside your window, it's not going to come knocking on your door. Understand there is more money looking for deals than there are deals looking for money. How do I know this? Well, I can tell you for one is that my I talk to people every week, listeners of this very show that have got 10, 50, 500, a million, 10 million, actually, the other day, $30 million sitting around doing nothing. It makes me sick to my stomach when I hear that. The reason for that is nobody has approached them with opportunities that make sense. The key to raising capital is taking the time to understand what the investor needs and then having the ability to match an investment to those needs. You heard me say a minute ago I don't take on investor capital. For high-risk ventures, that's not my model. That's not what I do. I don't believe in uh, short-term riches because I think it's too risky. And I'm not going to put an investor's capital at risk like that. Because here's the thing. The investor is investing to make more money or defer their taxes, one or the other, or eliminate their taxes. They're certainly not investing to lose it. And they're certainly not investing to pay capital gains if that was applicable, depending on how the deal was structured. They're not looking for it to be, to lose their money, that's for sure. And they're not investing because they've got nothing better to do. You have to get to the core of why they are, what they're really looking to accomplish. High income earners, W-2 income earners, for example, they're looking for tax breaks, number one, and long-term wealth. There's ways to structure that, and we will cover that in our uh, video sessions when we, have, when we start those up. Don't be in a rush to build, and, and this comes down back to do I need my own cash or credit? Don't be in a rush to build a relationship. Take time to nurture it. People call me over the phone. We get these several times a week. Hey, I've got a couple hundred thousand. I'm ready to go to work tomorrow. Do I get excited? No what I do is I start to have a deeper conversation with them and get to the core of what their needs are. Like I said earlier, get to the core of what the investors needs are and then provide them a solution that makes sense to them. And a lot of investors I find that have capital don't have a structure in place to protect themselves. So part of the process long before we talk about them investing their capital is to get them properly aligned. I refer them to an attorney or a tax professional or whoever they need to help them make the decisions. To make sure that they have planned for taxable events and things like this. I don't want my investors to incur any problems down the road. I want to protect them. That is my nature. So I actually turn them away initially. If they want to invest in the same phone call, that's never going to happen with me. It's, it's going to take time. We have, we have to get to know each other. And I'm very careful about who I take on as an investor very careful because I want to take the steps to make sure that they fully understand the investment. Number one, that the two that they fully understand the impact the investment has on their wealth. In other words, are they going to incur a huge taxable event down the road? I want them to have a team built and a team in place to look out for their needs, only their needs. Because when it comes down to raising capital folks, you have to get into the mindset that what you want doesn't matter. You have to match the investment to the investor, not the other way around. Don't put somebody who does is af, afraid of loss or afraid of losing money of, of any kind. Don't put them in a flip opportunity. Don't do it because it's high risk, and you're going to wind up wind up getting yourself in trouble. Not to mention there's very specific laws on what it takes to raise capital. So just keep that in mind. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap that up right here. And I hope you found this episode valuable. I care about making sure that you succeed. That is my goal here. I've been very fortunate, but when I say I've been fortunate, I mean, I've been able to open my mind up and let other people influence how I think, how I interpret things and allow me to learn which inspires me to take the action because with education, when I start to learn and I understand more things, I'm inspired to take more action because I have less fear. Does that make sense to you? Part of the fear that you have is the lack of understanding. The I don't know what to, what, what to do if something goes wrong. That's where finding a mentor finding a coach, maybe investing with a partner is of great benefit to you. If you're somebody that has capital looking to invest, maybe you should be involved actively in your first deal. Partner up with somebody and work with them on your first deal. Then you can see how every piece of the pie goes, so you'll better understand where you're coming from. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great week. And again, don't miss out on registering for our events. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash register. If you want to get on the phone and you need some help getting through some of these limiting beliefs, I am here for you. But I can't help you if you don't reach out. So go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler. We more than happy to talk you through some of these issues. We'll see if we can get you on the right track. Thanks again for spending this 30 minutes with me, and I hope you have a wonderful week. Until next time.
0: This concludes today's episode. episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to cashflowguys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas so you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.